go. In three, two, one, you're on the air. Hello, everyone. Well, you're not on the air technically. You're more streaming. But go ahead. You just completely ruined my opening. Hello, everyone. My name is Gary Kroger. I'm the Gary part of the Gary and Kenny show. I'm in Waterloo, Iowa, and I am joined by the Kenny part of the Gary and Kenny show in Calabasas, California. Uh, You know, I forgot to tell you this. Remember last time I told you why I wanted you to introduce me? Yeah. Well, I had further on further reflection. Right. Because I was reflecting and then I went a little further and I thought, you know what? I want to introduce myself. All right. And I'm fine with that. But what I'm not fine with is starting over. So no, we don't have to start over. Just say I'm Gary Kroger. Okay, all right. So this is for you. Okay, Uh, I'm Gary Kroger in Waterloo, Iowa, and I'm joined by Marcel Marceau in Calabasas, California. That was all for that. Well, I'm thinking this, Gary. You know how we come on the show all the time, and you say who you are, and I say wouldn't it be more interesting? It's every week. Nobody knew who I was going to introduce myself as. Okay, let's start that. Okay. Let's start that. You know, okay. We'll put up a little hashtag. Kenny doesn't know who he is and see if and, that and by the way, people with schizophrenia. And, this, and we can talk about this on the show. But do you think people know who Marcel Marceau is now? Well, we'll ask our guest who's much younger than us when we bring him on. Okay. But Kenny, before we bring him on, yes. um, you know, I always ask you how you are. What's mm-hmm. on your mind these days? Because I've got Twitter on my mind. Elon Musk is on my mind. The, the midterms are on my well, mind. And speaking I'm not for Marcel Marceau, I say this. <laughs> uh, folks, those of you just <laughs> listening on a podcast platform, Kenny is doing very bad. Mind. Marcel Marceau would have a terrible podcast, don't you think? <laughs> yes, I think so. Yeah. All right. But so, you know, uh, what do you think about Twitter? What do you think about this? Uh, idea I think it's OK. That OK, here's my speech. thing. Twitter, Elon Musk, bad. Uh, <laughs> yes. What else is in oh, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Bad. Nobody wins there, right? Nobody yeah, wins. Johnny doesn't get his career back. Not for, you know. I think we. I want to bury I think we. We tell Putin. I think we tell Putin. Hey, you won. Okay, you can't have Ukraine, but we will tell everybody in your country. <laughs> you you won. You won because that's all he wants to do is win. Right. right. So yeah. that's what we should do, and that. So that's my opinion. That's my. Right. That's my rundown of the issues. Right. What would well, you like bad. to talk about? <laughs> well, I, you know, you know the, the, the Twitter thing because of this this. It's really a misconception of what freedom of speech means. There's this idea that he Mm -hmm. has Mm -hmm. that any and everything becomes this aggregate that holds itself accountable for the truth. But that's not the case. That's not reality. In fact, years ago, when the Internet was a fledgling idea, futurists said this is going to be great because everybody gets to put everything on and all their opinions. It will hold itself accountable. Mm -hmm. And now those same futurists literally are going, oops. Wrong about that one, weren't we? Because mm-hmm. it's a platform for dishonesty, for lies. Lies beca- go into an echo chamber where they come back looking and sounding like the truth. It's See, been the problem a was we gave, we gave Hitler free speech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, uh, Goebbels was the Internet of his time. Hmm. I, think I that don't was, know that that was quotable, I think, but it's, it's I out think there somebody now. wrote a book by that title. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know Anything you want to talk about? Because I'm anxious to bring our guest on, which is a great segue to bring the guest on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just hope we get to talk about mimes, but let's go. Go ahead. We'll talk about mine. I mean, I am Marcel Marcel. This is a gentleman, a a comedian that I knew of, but I was asked to do a podcast of his that we'll talk about in a bit. And uh, I was so 
I'm going to sound like I'm 65, but I was so delighted by this young man, oh, God, which yes. is, it was so easy to talk to him. And mm. I've done the show a couple of times, including a telethon that he did for muscular uh, for, for MS. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a comedian. He's a stand up comic. Uh, he describes himself as a failed recluse. Mm-hmm. He brags that he plays the mouth trumpet at the drop of a hat. And mm. he's a diehard fan of all the Jurassic Park films. Ah. Um, but mostly people know him as a stand up and the host of, of the podcast. Sounds Dystopia. like you're introducing Bachelor number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, he's single, ladies, oh, gentlemen, okay. whomever. Uh, his podcast is called Dystopia Tonight, and I absolutely love the concept and I love the execution of it. Please welcome from Brooklyn and New Jersey, John Oberomo. There we go. All right, is everybody's audio okay? Uh, Gary's yeah. coming a little crackly. Yeah, a little crackly. I'm there, coming crackly. Please stand by. We're experiencing technical difficulty. I say leave all the mistakes in, explain to everyone that John and I were on for a while. Kenny thought this was on Australian time and came in late. We've restarted. Right. My connection was bad, but now we're all here, right? Mm-hmm. Where were we? Here's what I was talking about with, mm-hmm. uh, with John before you came on, Kenny, because mm-hmm. I find it interesting mm-hmm. that anybody chooses stand-up comedy as a mm-hmm. career choice. I mean, mm-hmm. we certainly know a lot of comics mm-hmm. and we have them on the show and John knows millions of comics. Mm-hmm. But who grows up in, in Brooklyn, goes to Jersey and goes, OK, there's a good idea. Yeah. John, what, what is the genesis of, of stand-up in your life? I think uh, we, we, we were kind of touching on a little bit before, but I think basically the genesis of the whole thing was, you know, like I was saying, as you get older, you kind of try to figure out what the deal is with you and you, yeah, you who are you? Up. Why are we exactly? And also I think the more you, you kind of like just know about life and other people and kind of genetically and like, what's cause you know, we're all trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with us. That's the other thing too, <laughs> is like, and I especially think in this day and age, that's a real thing that people really want to, people want to do it for different reasons. They want to figure out what's wrong with them to have an excuse for being a piece of shit. I feel like for the most part, sometimes <laughs> they're like, they're like my friend, Sam an asshole, but maybe if I figured out why it would be excusable and it's like, no, you still want to work on it and not be a piece of shit, but whatever. <laughs> um, but that, but it is kind of funny because you kind of, kind of dive into, you know, mentally and shit like that. Why, why you are the way you are. And I, I just think it was part upbringing and, you know, I, I lived in Brooklyn. I grew up in Brooklyn for four years. Born well, in Brooklyn. Square being another Brooklynite. Yeah, Absolutely. there you go. Uh, Borough Park, 40th Street, born in Maimonides Hospital. Okay. Well, yeah. um, uh, where I was, was your gang, I, I, Kenny? My first, well, well, I was born in at the doctor's hospital in Manhattan, but then oh. we lived in uh, on Ocean Parkway in, uh, in um, uh, Brighton Beach. Nice. Uh, and then from there, we moved out to Long Island. And mm. then we came back and lived in Bay Ridge. Oh, okay, great. Which nice. is very nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. John, didn't didn't you go to New Jersey to sca- escape the Poveromos of New York? Went to Arizona first to escape the Poveromos. Oh, okay. My, yeah, my mom's family moved out to Arizona because that was another thing too. It's my my uh, my mom's dad and uh, mother lived in in Brooklyn and then and uh, lived in New York for a little bit. My mom was born in Queens and then they lived in New Jersey in Manalapan. And then um, they wound up living in Arizona because some family from Brooklyn. It was one of those weird things where my my grandfather didn't realize that people in Brooklyn don't actually do what they say they're going to do. So they were like, we should move out to the desert. And then they were like, yeah. And then they took this family vacation. And my grandfather actually wound up buying a house there. And my family in Brooklyn was like, you have fun with that. We're going to go back to uh, great pizza and bagels. Yeah. Um, and then, but, but he wound up living in Arizona and then because they were out there, my mom came back to Brooklyn to live with her grandmother and then, um, met my dad and you know, the whole thing, whatever, but like, 
it explains your lack of an accent is Arizona. There's, there's the answer to that question. Yeah, Why don't you sound like you're from Brooklyn or New Jersey? Right. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to talk like any of these people. Well, uh, uh, Kenny, you don't know this. I'm interrupting you here, John, but I, I want no, Kenny to know about your father. Ah, yeah. His father was not a gangster exactly, but he was no. a shyster. Mm. He would, Kenny, you'll love this. Mm -hmm. He would sell buildings he didn't own. Hmm. And, and get money. Surprised he didn't become president of the United States. Only the one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, only you the haven't one. mentioned your father's name. Is yeah, there no, something? No, no. Only the one. Only the one. He did that. He did that one. Oh, he, he only like, sold he, one building. He didn't know. Yeah, it would just be whatever the whatever the angle was that you know that we. But that's something that his brother is telling that he did, and he did a bunch of other crazy ass shit. But yeah, he was kind of. He would talk. He could talk to anybody, and we were talking about it a little bit before. But basically, like. I think my, my mom's family was funny in a very uh, sarcastic, like smart kind of way. And like they told great stories. And my aunt and uncle who lived in Brooklyn, great storytellers, like could really draw something out. So sitting around the family dinner table and like listening to them tell these amazing stories about people you've never heard of, but they made you feel like you knew just that was great. My dad's family, kind of the same thing, but also very loud, very uh, funny in a different way. Funny, very like, you know, lampshade on the hat kind of gregarious, you know, that kind of thing. They were so, drinking. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were alcoholics. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> the crux of it. Um, but uh, yeah, but my dad, my dad could talk to anybody. And part of that was, you know, he always had some kind of scheme working in the background of his head. And uh, and the other part was he was friendly. He was just a friendly guy. So when I was a kid, literally, we'd walk down the street and everybody knew him. So, you know, it used to annoy the shit out of me because I'd be, you know, eye lining the toy store. And we right. fucking have to stop at this guy's place at this guy's place. And part of it was he had some shit going on, you know, dealings going on. Um, he dealt drugs for a little bit as well. Um, but he, he had like some kind of angle going on all the time, too. But people also just like to talk to him. So did he do like, jail time? He must yeah. have done some jail. Time. He did jail time. He Is went he to still Rikers. around. Uh, yeah, he's still around. He's 74, just turned 74 in March. And I, went, I took him out to dinner. Oh, so um, your relationship is still good with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, there was a did he make you buy dinner? <clears throat> yes, of course. Yes, yeah, I always buy I always, uh, everything. I buy dinner. I give him cash at the end of the day, uh, you know, and I don't and I it's funny because I go, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give him anything this time. And then it's like the last, you know, you're like, oh, my God, here's some fucking money, whatever. And I know he's just going to do stupid shit with it. But, you know, what are you going to do? He's 74 years old. You know, I actually actually I went out to dinner with him and uh, we were talking about it or whatever. And I kind of start to ask him about his life because he'll never really go into it. But I was like, uh, you know, he had two marriages before my mom. And one daughter he had, he doesn't, he doesn't ever, she doesn't speak to him because she's the smart kid. Mm. <laughs> um, so, you know, she lives in, I don't know where she lives in Florida, I think. And then he has, I have two half brothers. One of them has the same name as me because my dad's real inventive. Uh, so <clears throat> Wait, he's John Poveromo as well. He is, he's, his last name has changed legally because his mother, when she divorced my dad, wanted him to change his name to this dude. By the way, the dude that she married was a mobster. That was, that's a whole other fucking story, by the way. Um, so his last name is Scarpa. If you look up that, you'll Scarpa, Scarpa, S C A R P A, Scarpa, wow. S C A P P A, um, Scarpa. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, we might have to cut that. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's kidding. in Calabasas. He's he yeah. 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 Kenny's in Kenny is in Cal where did I say I was? Dunkerton, Iowa. Just want to make it really clear. Yeah. Where, where we? Yeah, are. you're Kenny probably fine. Frightened. Yeah. So, so, but the, I had two half brothers or whatever. And then, you know, then he had me, I don't know, like 10 years later, I think. And then, so I was like, man, you had a lot of kids. I said, did you actually want kids? And my dad goes, I had them. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> thanks, Pops. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, consider a book. 
Yeah. Seriously. That's, but a, the comedy that's a really so, yeah. interesting book. Oh, that, yeah. That it's, part it's, which you can tell. Speaking of stand-up comedy, so uh, I had not known of you, John, uh, previous mm-hmm. to hearing about you from Gary. And so I went online and mm-hmm. I had to go back like two years or whatever to see a YouTube video you're doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I'm really uh, jaded when it comes to comedians. So when I say <laughs> you are good, I, I mean it because I've been I watched thousands of them, but Thank I really you. enjoyed it. I think you had a really, and your interaction with the audience was great. I mean, it was really spontaneous and that's what I thought really made it fun. So, I, Thank you. you know, that was great. But then I realized that I think the year, that was like 2019 and then all of a sudden pandemic. Yes, that's what, yeah, exactly, man. That was the last, uh, that was the last time I was on stage and it's kind of weird to, because to, people have asked, you know, I think we had, we had Dave Thomas on the show and he was like, send me some stand up," And I'm like, it's from fucking two years ago. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I mean, I, it's, it's like, God, that's, that's you, other, any other time it would be embarrassing to not have updated footage of yourself online doing a show. But I was like, yeah, wow. It was from fucking two years ago. It's not. Yeah. Well, it shows us probably, I mean, you kind of had to self-invent yourself, I guess. Did, did you quickly transition? or pivot of what the word is to get, get to the podcast that was that became like your outlet yes I, I, um i think by mid i think mid pandemic the podcast came about because you know we were we'd done this huge charity event it's how i met the producer of the show tom Bannis. um yeah. and he and i met on this huge charity event that i wound up co-producing um and it broke a world record we did 90 it was the longest comedy stream uh stream comedy show um, and we just had, I just made phone calls, man. We all did. We, we called in favors from other comedians. And I think there were 300 and something comedians total that came mm-hmm. on the show. Um, and we did it for kids with cancer. And so we raised a bunch of money. We broke a world record. We had a blast. But the thing about that show in particular was it was, I think comedians didn't realize how much we needed everybody. Like mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen each other. We had no green right. room. We had no right. backstage access. So the weird thing about it was, is everyone was supposed to come on at a specific time and do their their time and shoot mm-hmm. the shit. Some people did sets. Some people did like literal. They were like, I'm going to test out my Zoom comedy skills and do some material. People and who are they leave. playing to? Who, the, 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 I mean, because so, they're not getting applause back or laughs back, are you? It's kind of an avoid no. that they're giving. To, they're so the, the, the great part was is that the host of the show. So me, Mark Riccadonna, Richie Byrne were the and Tom were primarily there for all 93. Like we would take breaks and sleep right, a little bit right. intermittently. Yeah. But we were there. So there was always some kind of laughter if they were doing material or whatever. Okay. But for the most part, we wound up shooting the shit because people didn't want to leave. So we didn't we didn't anticipate that. We thought mm-hmm. they'll come in and do an hour and fuck off and then we'll never hear from them again. No people would be like, who's coming on next? Oh Wendy Liebman's in the room. I'm gonna wait. And I, I haven't seen Wendy Judy Gold was like, I haven't seen Wendy in years. I'm gonna be on the same I want to see Wendy. And then they would all just kind of fucking hang well, out yeah, because and, we've all been, well, you know, um, you know yeah. sheltered in place. Well, you yeah. know, and, and we'll get back to the, the beginning of dystopia tonight, because I want to sure. talk about why you chose dystopia yeah. tonight. But I just recently I did. I guessed it on the show, as you know, Kenny. And, and then I did your your um, telethon mm-hmm. for multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing. I went on. There was Shelly Goldstein, mm-hmm. uh, other comics. And then I started looking at your lineup and I would check in. And you just had amazing people. Chad Thank you. Jeremy from Chad and Jeremy, for God's sake, from England. Yeah. And, and it really became just as you were saying, a place where well, I'll hang out for a while and listen to this and that. Yeah. Um, you raised several thousand dollars for MS. Yeah, I think total was five thousand three hundred sixteen. How did you pull that off? You were on for 24 hours. Are you doing no-dos, lines of coke? What, what? No. 
this you're going to get a kick out of. So I was on for, so I was up for 30 something hours total because I started my day. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, I know I have the telethon thing, but like, you know, I had shit to do during the day. So I'm up there and then we're doing the 24 hours straight and I stayed on the whole time. I had no idea. I had fucking COVID oh, and wow. I did not know. So I, I, I'd apparently had like zero symptoms. Wow. Um, I'd gotten it like the previous weekend doing a thing because I, I, you know how careful I am. So like that crushed me that I wound up actually having it, but because I wiped my immune system doing that, I think it really, that's when it hit because it hit the next day, like later that night. Did you, were you in the same room with these other broadcasters no. while you had, COVID? no, okay. we were all doing it virtually because you know, room. Yeah. Yeah, I never would have guessed that you were sick. I mean, you went off camera a couple of times and and Tom made some comment. There's some white powder under your nose. But of course, he was kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I never would have guessed you were sick. I know. And that was I mean, I just thought like I was feeling not great. But I thought like in my head, I was like, man, I am fucking getting older. I can't hang anymore. I used to be able to stay up 24 hours. No fucking problem. You know what I mean? Driving back from a gig on the road. But I was like, Jesus, John, like you are. I was really like towards the. The next day, by the next day, I was fucking tired. But the thing was, is like when you would come in and people, you know, it would boost my energy up because, you know, you're happy to see people that you know that are super funny. So you're just there's that, you know, energy there. But then as soon as like there would be like a bit of a lull or like we'd have like some time or like, yeah, maybe there was a guest on the, you know, whatever, like somebody was just filling time. I would be like, you know, like like dead to the world. My face hurt by the end of it. It was yeah. it was crazy. Kenny, do you think this is something we could do? You know, a, a, a telethon for some yeah. <laughs> no, some telethon for a charitable cause for a worth. And I'm being serious. Do you think we could pull that off? I would do anything. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I as far as staying up for 24 hours, I don't know if I would stay up and but I don't mind sleeping in front of people while <laughs> That's so entertainment. Maybe, I could maybe do that. Maybe there's a way we could tag team. You yeah, know, I don't know if I could do 24 hours, but uh, doing it at a charity would be great. I don't, uh, hopefully, everybody, uh, that all of our viewers will at least donate um, $10 so we could have at least 50 bucks for the charity. <laughs> that would be nice. And the other thing, too, is I loved, like, I liked mixing and matching, man. I really like, I love bringing people that maybe yeah, don't know each other together. Thank you. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Like, having having you and Shelly on at the same time that uh, uh, Jeremy Clyde was on yeah. and, and Fugel saying was there and all this that made it 10 times more special, 10 times more fun. Cause each of you brings something different and adds to, you know, the, the soup, the, the stew that you're making. There was always good repartee, if you will, uh, between mm-hmm. all of us, you know, yeah. I know only know when I was there, but I could tell that everybody they're talking to each other, not just being interviewed. Um, right. What made you choose? Gary, you, oh, Gary, you oh, made just, the, the comment about, People are have podcast fatigue. I wonder. I mean, everybody's asked to get a, uh, to do their podcast. John, I mean, I don't know how it is with you guys, but it seems to me we're all asking. It's all interchangeable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Gary was on your show. You're on our show. Hopefully, I'll be on your show. I, I would love to I, have you on. Yeah. Oh well, that you know, there's like everybody's doing a podcast. Yep. And and, and you're probably co- and you're probably asking guests to come on your show, and they're going, "I'll come on your show if you come on my show." There's yes, there's been a lot of that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we've always worried a little bit about podcast burnout and, and mm-hmm. we've had guests going, I'm done with doing podcasts. However, I listen to real people who say and I ask them, what's your entertainment now? And mm-hmm. they say, I, I enjoy podcasts. 
Yeah. And I just enjoy a potpourri of podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's certain ones that I like and I like just going to like what we're on, you know, yeah. iTunes and things like that. And they like to just scout podcasts. But I think that they either audience. commute, which means they're in their car yeah. listening to a podcast Exercising, or jogging, jogging right? Yep. And doing ex- exercise. So people who don't who like me, I don't have a job. I don't commute mm-hmm. and I don't run. I never listen to podcasts. Would we call you a shut-in? Is that are you a, <laughs> a shut-in? No, no. I go out. I just don't do the things that other people do. But I'm out there, <laughs> right? He's out there. I'm he's doing just, my mime act. Yeah, yeah. He's doing I'm the most. Marce- I'm doing. You know what's crazy? You guys could probably thing. get canceled for that because they're gonna look at Marcel Marceau and they'll be like, he's making fun of mute people. They're not gonna look into him too deeply. This gonna be like this guy didn't talk. He was a mute. Obviously. Before we jog what? back to Marcel, oh my god! Okay. Just finding that out, I feel so guilty. I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to ask, what made you choose MS? I mean, if, oh, um, oh, boy, let's go back to disease, Gary. Terrific. <laughs> well, well, I asked the question. He never got a chance. To, and I'm, oh, I'm I authentically okay. curious. Right. You know, um, I mean, the, you know, for so many for things. a mime, I speak too much. I get it. <laughs> Tom, Tom, this is so Tom's uh, wife has MS um, and they do this walk every year for the MS Society. So that charity was close to close to Tom's heart. And um, I had a friend who had, M- had MS and um, you know, you don't actually pass away from MS, which people don't know, right. but you, it doesn't, it's an autoimmune disease. So like whatever you wind up getting exact, it exacerbates right. it. Um, they wind up passing away and they had it and they had some health issues along the way and health insurance issues trying to get it covered. Cause you know, younger, uh, they were younger and stuff like that. And it was a bummer. So there was that. And then we also are friends with another guy who is, we'd been podcasting with for a while, Justin Gonzalez, who's also an MS warrior. Um, and so we had, a, we knew a lot of people who had MS and it turns out everybody seems to know somebody. It's about I a do. degree I know of somebody separation. With MS. I, and I do too. And in fact, yeah. I know several, it, it really is just a degree of separation. So, it, it, yeah. you know, I was just curious if that was the reason and, and everybody on related directly to right. an MS story as well. Well, you know, was, congratulations for that. And again, thank you raised you. thousands of dollars. Kenny, could we raise thousands of dollars? I told you. I mean, you mentioned that we'd, we'd raise 50. If we, if we'd be lucky if we brought oh, 100, you're, Gary. You're too modest. <laughs> you're too modest. I believe yeah. in you guys. I think you can do it. Hey, um, so what start now, we, out of the, the void of non-activity because of COVID, uh, you just started Dystopia Tonight. Now, I'm curious why choose such a sort of dark inference as dystopia so this dystopia tonight was going to be an actual show at one point before the pandemic hit i i, I went to, i go to la every year to pitch something like every comedian does because you know we're all trying to fucking get it get our foot into the system that we supposedly hate so we're all you know yeah. but i would i would go out to la and and i would have shows and at one point i'd gone i just come back from pitching a shit ton of stuff and a couple things were being close to hitting and then it would be, you know, some BS with the lawyers or whatever the hell it was. And I, in my mind at the time, you know, uh, climate change is always raging. Um, all this shit was going on. The tr- Trump was president at the time. So I thought, you know what? I, I, it's going to be hilarious, but they're going to be like, I, I bet you the only way I'm going to get a show is when fucking Florida sinks and the climate change is fucking hitting. So do you, when you go to this, I, I know it's a different approach with uh, different guests, but when you go into it, do you start, what do you like to talk about or get to reveal about them? Is it mostly like sometimes we'll have people on, it'll be totally like career oriented. 
Where did mm-hmm. you get your start? Where did they? So people just get the chronology of how they became where they were. And then sometimes we have people on and it's more like issue oriented, which right. we'll just talk about and involve, you know, talking about issues. And mm-hmm. then there's me who's always trying to get some kind of showbiz dirty story of somebody <laughs> they worked with. Through mime. <laughs> yes, yes, through mime. That's a of some, To try to get those kind of things. I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have a kind of a thing with, when you go into um, guests, what, what interests you, I guess? What is the thing that you find most interesting? I'll tell So one of the things I like to do, I, I feel as if I'm interviewing people and I know we have people watching and we have fans and stuff like that, I try to incorporate and sprinkle in and questions that they've that the guests might want to know. Not necessarily that I'm particularly interested in because as of people that I have on the show, I'm genuinely fans of anyway. So I've seen, you know, their shit. And I kind of, I'm, I'm one of those people who like, I was such a comedy and showbiz nerd when I was younger. I've read every article from a, from somebody that I love, or I've watched every television program. So I kind of have that that mm-hmm. stored. But I do like to like touch on like what you just said. Hey, what, what where'd you get your start? What was your career? We have some questions that we ask every time. For me, and it's probably the comedian in me or the ADD or whatever the hell it is, is I like to talk to the guest a lot. So it it's based very much on what they're saying, where my where I want to go with them. And conversation. I have, yeah, I just want to have a conversation, and yeah. I think that is not something they're used to, which I think is a lot of fun um, for them because they are very, what you just said, it's like, you know, if there's an issue, I want to talk about this issue or the, the interviewer is very much like, um, you know, uh, I want to I get this thing out of them, but I just want to make a connection. I really like this person. And I think, you know, I hope they have a good time. And, mm-hmm. and that's how the flow of the conversation. Well, mm-hmm. If I may speak as a guest, you know, I, yes. I do a lot of podcasts as a guest. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same questions. It really is. How mm-hmm. did you get your start? How did the Saturday Night Live thing, thing happen? Are you still in touch with Julia? What's your, you know, it, it's all the same story. Arc. Right. You guys never asked one of those questions once. Right. Not once. Obviously, there were some references that you knew. From my Why would they possibly have you on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Kenny. It, it, for my mime, perhaps. And by ah. the way, I do, I do a mime in a wind tunnel. And the rope very very well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the history of the uh, uh, of your the Poveromo hair, because when uh-huh. I watch videos, sometimes you're clean cut, short hair, mm-hmm. trimmed beard, no beard, and you've mm-hmm. had this Serpico look now for a while. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> it, it, hair hair sort of seem, is important in your life. It looms large. Hmm. Yes. Want to elaborate? Yeah. Um. I am one of the few comedians with hair. I think that was the thing that was. <laughs> evident to me i had a it's funny do you know tracy skeen and brian mckim i don't know i don't okay so. they used to they're, they're not super well known but they used to run a, a digital magazine called shecky magazine back oh, in the day when i was like early 2000s mm-hmm. so they were the ones who would, and they wrote about comedy and and you know they had some opinions about some shit and they were they were good at that kind of stuff uh i'd worked with them when i was younger once and tracy skeen was like you know you're one of the few comedians She's like why don't you talk about your hair on stage and i, I still to this day really don't because it's not something that i'm like keyed into but like I, but she's like, why don't you have any jokes about your hair? You're the only male comedian I know who still has his fucking full head of hair. And Boy, I was like, oh, really? And it, wow. and it made me, black. and it's black. Yeah. And I've got some grays on the side. I got a little read, the lighting helps, but I got a little Reed Richards Whatever. thing going on. It's starting to come in. But, uh, but the thing about it is, is my dad's, that's another thing about my dad's family. Every single one of him and his brothers, full fucking head of hair. My dad is 74 years old. It's white now. But it's it's a full fucking head of hair, and I that's knock on wood. I never I never lose it. But I did. I always had it a little tall. I had like a Johnny Bravo thing going on, so I still had the like the the poof in the front. 
because I, I I think hair is interesting. I always think that if you have it, why not, you know, fucking abuse it? And then uh, we're going to have to uh, somehow get the people. How do we do this? We're going to have to direct them to a picture of you, John, because for the podcast, everyone's going to go, I wonder what his well, hair what, looks like. What, it's in their imagination. It's curiosity like, Holy shit. Though, what they're going what kind to of hair does this guy have? Well, my point is, is you've created a brand because anytime you Google, you know, John Poveromo now, you mm. get basically this background, this this jacket, the hair yeah. and the glasses. This is your look. Right. So are you able to sort of have you monetized this? Have you franchised this? Are we moving into some cash? Can I tell you something right now? This is where I, I'm I love the creative side of everything. I really do. I like, I do all the graphic stuff. I love editing the videos for shit. I love filming my standup. I like to draw all that kind of crap. And obviously, right. I suck at money shit. So do we. Oh, fantastic. It, <laughs> it is the bane of the existence of, I yeah. think, of a creative person. We need to find I, somebody who's good at it, guys. <laughs> I agree. If, if, listen, if I find somebody, I'll pass them over. Please, to no, we need absolutely. to find one. Well, because you know, it's, it is doable. It What's yes. is doable. Oh, oh yeah. I agree. I mean, subscribing I on subscribers on YouTube and there are ways and streaming platforms. Yeah. We're certainly pursuing lots of things, but again, right. you know, I would love it, to do any kind of hair shit too. Cause it would just be fun to fucking dick around with that kind of stuff. And like, you know, but, the, but this came yeah, but about you can't do it as a podcast. Right. No, no, no. Cause, every, but you cause could, I can describe to people right now on the podcast. Now I know right. they can go to YouTube, but I could tell the people on the podcast that you have this giant blonde Afro. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And it's shaped like Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And that's why <laughs> this is the most amazing. This You've got to tr- check out this man's hair. I, at the moment, I look like the dude who gave Jenny AIDS from Forrest Gump. So that's like where I'm, that's where I feel like I'm at at oh, the moment. Okay. I'm but, just trying you know, to put stuff, I'm just trying to entertain the people yes, on the podcast. No, no, no. It's, who yeah. are just hearing this and going, I, I'd love to see his hair. But you have subscribers and viewership. You mm-hmm. have a lot of fans and things. Yeah. What you need to do and what is to take this for product of yours, for example, to Claire all for man. I mean, I'm obviously uh, yeah. spitballing here. They have that. But say, hey, look, this is my look. This is what I use your product. Would you sponsor? And we're not you're not asking for ten thousand dollars. Right. You know, five hundred dollars is like spitting to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, don't beg. Yeah. Don't I do, you know, that's beg. a good idea because I do use sometimes every now and again, I'll use something in my beard, you know, when I go out or mostly this is just all uh, natural, but I, but I do I like every now and again, I'll like to use a product. I can pot, pass it over to them and be like, Hey guys, this is what I look like. Fucking sponsor I me. use a little just for men, just oh, for very men. Nice. I just comb it through just to deaden the gray. I'll bet you, Kenny, we could go to just for men and say, listen, would you would you sponsor us every week for a thousand dollars? You've got a great Iron Man goatee thing going on, and mm, I love it. I it's, do have an Iron Man. Goatee. It's very nice. It's very, I'm I sure would tell them. The I would tell them out. they need to come out with a product called Just for Trans. I don't Just think, for I think there's a niche net there, okay. right? All right. Nobody's mm-hmm. handling that. The, uh, you know, just, non- for trans. just for non-binary. Just for non-binary. Yeah, um, I think that's what we should do. We should, what if it was just for mimes? And you had just a product that you could, there you and then you had an excuse for a product you couldn't advertise. Because, like, listen, I'd love to, but I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now we officially digress, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm trapped in this box. Hey, I'll tell you advertise. what killed the mime, the meme. <laughs> I believe it was the mime, the meme the that meme killed the mime. Was it a, a mean mime? You hired a, a mime. Me- was it a mean mime meme? Mostly. Because people are very defensive. Of Can we mime, get the bugles right? to do a song about it? <laughs> would you please? So. That was a nice that was a nice reference that no hey, one Hey, we yeah. are coming to the end, believe it or not, of our Ooh. hour. 
Nice. I do really? have a yeah. I have a final question for you. Shoot, John. I have a fun on, on your show. You mm-hmm. wrap up with every guest three yes. questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wrap up with just one question, okay? Because I find this fascinating. And mm-hmm. Kenny, you know what? I want to hear from you too. Oh. Go to John. I want to hear. From I you. would, but I, you know the whole Marcel Marcel things. <laughs> But you're welcome. You're welcome to if, ask. You, you, the show is dystopia tonight, and he asked mm-hmm. three questions. But the last question that John and Tom asked is, if and I'm paraphrasing now in my own horrible way, but let's say the the, the meteor, the asteroid, is ten minutes from Earth, mm-hmm. all will be gone. How are you going to spend with whom doing what I your exactly last what, moments? I on know Earth? exactly. But go ahead, John. Oh, I, man. John first. I would, you have to have thought about it, John, because you ask it every every I day. Do. I've thought about it a bit, and I've and I've always I've always thought about it. But I think I I love I would do it with a I would do it with my friends, everybody, anybody I could get around me. But it would just be fucking food. Everybody's I, hmm. I any fit pizza, fucking talk, just everything laid out. What everybody anybody wants, drugs, whatever they need at the time. And I just want everybody sitting around a giant table and fucking talking and telling stories and laughing and then having a good time. That's oh, lovely. Well, that's it. Now, Kenny, I know your answer involves barbed wire, baby oil, and a nun. <laughs> Boy, you know me so well. I, it's amazing well, well, how we, we're on the John, same that page. Was a, that was a very sober and, and actually thoughtful and kind answer. Yeah, Kenny, I don't, I don't what's, do what's the other side of that coin? If I had how much time are we talking about here that I have? You got about 10 minutes left. 10 minutes. Okay. The, initially, I got to figure out, I got to get somebody to be playing with my penis. Somebody I got 10 minutes. If I can't find somebody to play with my penis, I'm going to play with it. And I'm going to go out, <laughs> whacking my window, just me and him. Okay? Nice. Well, nice. That's what I got to well, do. Cuz you know what I, I came in. When about. I came into this world, it was just me and him. Me and him. <laughs> and you're going out with It's with... just me and him. Yep. You know what I like about that is I just love the idea that they got it slightly wrong and the meteor kind of misses and then Kenny's just <laughs> And everyone's like, really? Yeah, that's what you and are you able to time it just right? I mean, well, I, you know, yeah, I'm not sure. I might have a little performance anxiety knowing that a giant <laughs> media yeah. is I, pressuring I me. Into you're going to it's fail. not really a big turn on as I watch this enormous rock. Right. I think you're going out angry, Kenny. <laughs> no, I think it's I'm, going to fail. You're that would be, be so that'd be so sad, though, because that'd be the first time in history a man actually timed his climax with something else that was going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like usually men and women can't even do it, but Kenny's like, oh, for the first time. Well, no, I think they do that. Porn stars have to do that, John, don't they? Yeah. It's that like in the direct goes and come. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and and we found the teaser for this show now. Have oh, okay. And, you know, and since there's three of us, I feel the, uh, obliged to to mm-hmm. chime in. And, and that's not mine. Mine's a little more akin, I think, to John. I mm-hmm. want my family around me. I want great wine, mm-hmm. and I'm no, you know, maybe some edibles and a and a. Hey, Cuban it sounds cigar. great. I'm I'm fine coming over both of your houses in the last ten minutes. I'm just warning you that I'm going to be jerking off. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> like, wants I mean, to come over for <laughs> No, everybody who watches, no, 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 don't. If it's Kenny, don't answer. Yeah, it gives, gives the head of the table a whole new meaning. We're like, we're putting yeah. him on the end for a very specific reason. Well, I think that's a tidy little ending to this podcast. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank John, you, John. It's really a pleasure to meet you. It's quite a fun. Pleasure to meet yeah, you as well, man. You got to have Kenny on because as you can see by his final answer, <laughs> yes. uh, he's, he's a lot of fun and he'll do mime. Absolutely. Which you could perhaps accompany with your... Your yeah. skin. I'm going to write a meme about a mime. 
a mean <laughs> mind meme? I gotta do that. <laughs> uh, John, question, you sure. know, and the, are you going to go back on the road? I mean, you know. Yeah, I've got gigs and stuff. Contained. I do. I have dates and stuff coming up in June. June 30th, I'll be in Medford, New Jersey doing a show. Um, and then July 7th through the 9th, I'll be headlining the DC Comedy Loft. July 31st, I'll be at the Wilmington, Delaware, the, uh, the Candlelight Theater in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, and then I'll probably be out uh, in L.A. and stuff like that in oh, August. Very and, cool. That's yeah. nice. And hopefully you hey, won't have to wear. Are you flying through all these places? I'm fly- No, I'm driving to the, oh. all the, lo- the Delaware, the yeah. Virginia and Chicago. I think I'm actually driving to as well, which oh. is uh, but that'll be kind of fun. OK. Um, uh, I don't know about, why I'm choosing what, to drive. 16 hours, but, isn't it? Something yeah, that's a, a bit of a hike. But hey, I've Katie, got it to split. This this was like a real show. Our guests said where they're playing next. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a wrap up to a real podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we really scored with this. One. Uh, well, <laughs> happy I, to help. I mean, we got I love that couch, start. by the way. My couch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you agree, don't want to yeah. see that couch up close. Well, well, now that, funny, that, that, comet, that I'm, comet I'm, is always 10 minutes away on that couch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at I'm thinking of his last answer and I'm looking at the little dark spots. On the I know you are. Going, yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, but I was... do. I love a comfortable couch and that looks like some place to just chill out and take a good nap on, you know? Yeah, it, I do all of those things. Uh, not the, what the one you're thinking of, but yeah, it's a good couch. Uh, I, do I, all really, of I wasn't really prepared to talk about the couch, but <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I would have done some little research. Ladies and gentlemen, we weren't prepared to talk about anything today, but okay. I, we want to thank John. Thank you so much. We're going to be man. in touch. Call Kenny. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for watching or listening. We're on all the popular podcast platforms, as well as DBNA streaming TV. And we have our own mm-hmm. YouTube channel, The Gary and Kenny Show. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, because ultimately, that's how we monetize this sucker. Yeah. All right. Tune in next week because you don't know who I'm going to (laughs) be. That's right. Oh, we have a yeah, a teaser. Who's Kenny going to be next week? All right. Marcel, Marcel, this week. Next week, perhaps. You know, it just pops into my head at the moment. I don't know who it's going to be. Okay. Well, I'm literally just popped in my head. So we'll see what pops into my head. I'm actually looking forward to it. I hope you remember that's that's the challenge. Will you will Kenny remember? So long, everybody. So long, John. So long, Kenny. Take care, guys. Thank you.